Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Get Geek Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Jose. AJ. Who could this be? Eli. Mm. Who could yes. it be now? And I, I am from oh, I the, the clan Sakai. This is Wolf. Oh, oh welcome. damn it. No, you, you should have given it. us, you should have said and warned, warned us. Welcome, Clan so, Sakai. Uh, I should have known. Okay, I'm Clan uh, Cl- Clan Hera. Hey, I. No. Oh no 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 no! Forget it. I'm Clan um freaking. You can't. No. You're part of the Hera Clan. You no. can't take back Clan. Bojack's Re- Clan. No no, I'm Clan Linkway. Yeah, Link-way. you can't. You can't shout out a clan and then take back. No no clan. no. No, I'm Linkway. That's what I am. Clan Linkway. Yeah, I'll be clan. I am part. I'll be... No, no, no. I'm clan Shirai Ryu. Wow, man. Two Shirai clans are going to kill you for shouting them out and then leaving immediately. <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah, I am. I am clan Atreides. I'll be clan Atreides in, in honor I, of an upcoming film. And I am of the tribe. Oh, God. What's this guy's name again? Um, Clan, not Doug. clan. Tribe Takar. There you go. Takar. What is he talking about? Far Cry Primal, bro. Oh, okay. 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 All right. All right. All right. All right. We've all we've all given our allegiances, um, and here we are. Welcome y'all to the Get Geek Podcast once again. I am Jose, and we will go through quick little quick little disclaimers. Quick disclaimers. Um, we are recording remotely. Very quick on that. If there are any sound issues or artifacts, slide into our DMs. Let us know. We think it sounds okay. We think it sounds good. Um, and the best way to support your favorite podcast crew before we get started here is to like, rate, share, and subscribe. Pause the podcast. Go interact with it on social media or on your phone and and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Go to Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And like our posts, comment on our posts, share our posts, and again, slide into our DMs on any of your social media platforms at Get Geek Podcast. You can find us there, and we would love to hear from you. So, yeah. Let's get started, guys. Uh, yep. What's going on, y'all? We're here for a Geek Out episode this week. We're going to keep it light. Whoa. We're going to keep it light. Uh, or it might get heavy. I'm not sure. But... We're just going to have some fun with it today and talk about some things that we're watching or enjoying or that we're excited about, upcoming at least in, in my case, for most I, of I, f- I feel like we should have like a little theme song for the Geek Outs episodes, right? Like, um, and for some reason, Bill and Ted always, always jumps into my, into my head. It's like, Geek Outs! Geek Out, Geek Out! Exactly, right? Geek Out! We can try and see if we can do something like that. Could be a little jingle, exactly. Geek geek out. Welcome to the Geek Out. <laughs> there you go. And let's get to it. Let's yeah. get to it. Let's get to the. There could be a little, little catchphrase at the end of it. That one's done though. 
Uh, we'll figure something out. Sorry, guys. There's some dogs barking in the background. I'm, I'm in a different locale in, uh, compared to where I usually record. So there's two dogs here rather than my one usually very quiet dog. So. Jose is the traveling podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. I bring my mic with me. I got. I do what I got to do most times. And so does, so does Wolfie. Wolfie definitely uh, on the last episode, he was up quite early in a different time zone doing his thing with the dojo and with training and all that. He's, he's up at he's 6 worth, freaking a.m. to He's over court. at the the BJJ Pan Ams, which is a big deal. So, um, yeah. you know, any anybody that follows Wolfie, wish him luck. He's uh he's got a bunch of students competing. I believe he's competing as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, wish him luck. I know uh at least some of them have already meddled. So, um you know, props to the dojo for an awesome showing over at the Pan Ams in Cali. Wolfie yep. is a, is a high level MMA athlete and uh, instructor, so he's yep. doing he's doing great right now. Uh, but yeah, like he he got up real real stinking early to do the podcast as well. So shout out to that for the last episode. But yeah, traveling podcaster here. Like I said, making excuses for some noises in the background. And again, you can slide in our DMs, y'all, if that annoys you. But it's a dog. Dogs are cute and adorable. Um, yeah. Anyway, we're getting off topic here. We're having fun with it, but we're getting off topic. Let's geek out about some stuff. Um, Walt, why don't you get us started with what you're excited about, what you're into, what's going on? With well, you? anybody that knows me knows that um, I have a rather busy lifestyle, you know, uh, between work and family and, and other engagements. And and one of my loves is video games. And unfortunately, I don't have the time to invest in video games as much as I would like to. Mm-hmm. And, and that's coming from a 49-year-old. But listen, I grew up on video games, ColecoVision, Sega Master Systems, you know, um, you. computer, PC games, and stuff like that. We've had Game Boys and Game Gears and, and every, everything that you could possibly imagine. I mean, you're the, you're the generation that basically ushered it in as a kid, video exactly. games. Exactly. Right? So video games for me is... is uh, uh, I, I would like to say it's a big part of my life, and it's, but it's not because hey, adulting here, you know. But it at is, the same, and not, it is and a big not, part, but it's like yeah. a, a slightly neglected big part, right? And not, and not to say that video games are child's play because really it's not. No. It's a it's a multi billion dollar industry. Um, but that being said, one of the games that I did find the time or make the time for is one that's near and dear to my heart. It's the reason why I bought my PlayStation 4 exclusively <laughs> for this game and no yeah. other game, you know, because I know PlayStation has some great games, God of War, the Spider-Man yes. series. There's a lot of really, really good stuff there. But for me, there was one game that above and beyond was a must-have for me. And, and this was before it even came out because I bought the PS4 in anticipation for this game and it came out almost what two years afterwards yeah <laughs> something you, like that you got your ps4 yeah, in 2018 i believe so wow okay so i <laughs> this this game was had been in development for a, a long time and the game that i'm referring to is the excellent game made by sucker punch and published by sony interactive and that is ghost of tsushima um, this game came out in July of 2020, and 
again, one of the few games that I really invested time in and got to the end and beat it. And I've I've pretty much almost, almost, I want to say almost, done all of the achievements possible. You're at least I, I well over 50% of what's, oh, what's available. Oh, I think... I think I was close to like almost seventy to eighty percent, to be honest. Yeah, um, that would probably be what the the first and only game that you would have ever platinumed. Yes, like exactly. Percented, right? Exactly. There, there's very very few games that I've done that for, um, and this one being one of them. And sad to say, it did not win win Game of the Year awards, which I think it should have. But that's my personal opinion. I think it won our Game of the Year rewards awards. Yes, uh, unofficial ones, right? Yep. So, game that on occasion I actually go back to play, even though I've beaten it, because um, they do have this game plus mode where you can go back, and now they've they've had there was more achievements, so now my seventy to eighty has gone down to like about fifty because of all the new achievements that they had. <laughs> added or the new uh, DLC that was just released, basically. And right, there is there is a new DLC that just came out, which I'm going to be geeking out over. And unfortunately, I have not had the time to get into. And that is Ghost of Tsushima's Director's Cut. And that came out on August 3rd. And the really cool thing about it, and, and this is one of the things that maybe Wolfie, when he gets back, he could probably, you know, um, weigh in on, is a lot, a lot of the improvements that were made were made specifically with the eye of playstation 5 so you know now the game is in full 4k um you can play it at like the highest frames per second possible which is capable which is capable of doing on the ps5 is it um, 120 or 60 i wonder i think it's up to 120 right on the ps5 yeah, something like it's some, some insane thing right yeah i think it's and, might, and, might be 4k 60 and and 1080 120 that's usually yeah, how it it's, runs. It's like ridiculous. But the game was beautiful as it was just on its own on the PS4. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine what this thing looks like on the PS5. Um, you know, one of the one of the articles that I, I read prior to this, just researching, um, they mentioned how the detail in the water, the reflections are so awesome. Before on the PS4, you did have the reflections, and it was, but it was more like a blobbish type of thing, just to. But now with the PS5 and the 4K and the, the frames per second bump up that they've done, you can actually see detail. That's how beautiful this game is. And like I said, it was beautiful before. I can't imagine what it looks like now. I wonder if they added ray tracing and details like that. I don't they know about that technical have. detail. They have the lighting. Okay. The lighting is insane. And again, on the PS4 Pro, which is what I have, it was pretty damn good to begin with. It was yeah. probably one of the best looking games that I own. And like I said, with all the enhancements that they put on the PS5, it's almost making me itch to go out and buy a PS5. Again, just for Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> Buying two consoles for one game, essentially. It's, it's insane. It's crazy. I mean, it's a great game. And a PS5, well, I mean, the only reason I would not buy one right now is because of the the overheating and, like, issues like that. And apparently even yeah. the, the, the updated version that they tried to make smaller is even worse. So it's... it's uh, I really, really don't want to get one too, though. But yeah, it, it's funny because I've I've mainly been an Xbox guy, and um, I haven't bought the new Xbox Series X only because of the strategy that Xbox has employed here, 
where they're they're kind of saying that you know what even though you have a uh the whole the old xbox one you can still play the majority of the games that are going to be showing up on series x and i think one of the plans that they have is to make uh, series x games available on the xbox ones through streaming anything that's going to be on game pass essentially you'll have mm-hmm. access to as an xbox one um x owner you have xbox one x or no, I have one. the Xbox One. I have an Xbox One yes. X. You have an Xbox One X. I th- I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I think it works with an Xbox One as well. I'm not sure though. But you can stream a lot of Game Pass games. You will right. be able to to most devices. So and so that's that's kind of the reason why I haven't upgraded. And the PlayStation Five again for me, you know, does a lot of great games, but I really haven't seen an impetus to getting it, and so that's why I've held off, held off on it. But again ghosts might make me reconsider that <laughs> you know at least maybe think about getting it around like the holiday season maybe they'll have an update or something like that man mm-hmm. it, that i mean i mean it probably is under warranty but it would stink if you had like a a bricked ps5 essentially. oh that would be horrible yeah that would be horrible i mean i i would be excited to try the ghost of tsushima uh director's cut as well even on my PS4 Pro, because I know that there's a PS4 Pro version that's just not quite as upscaled in the 4K and mm-hmm. the ray tracing and all that good stuff, um, just to explore the new island that was added. To the yes, DLC. that that's the other the other piece of the director's cut that um, is is exciting to me is because they've added Iki Island. Yeah, there's a whole new game um, area essentially. There's all new missions and and side missions and all new story missions and things like that. So that adds a little bit more value to a game that was already packed well the director's the director's cut is an upgrade so you do have to pay for it it's not a it's not a free upgrade yeah. i believe it's uh twenty dollars if i remember correctly i think it's 20 yeah for the ps4 and then if right. you want to go from ps4 to ps5 it's 30 or something like that something like i think that. if you already had the ps5 version it's 10 like this is like a, a it's like actually a pretty it's good a pricing weird structure. yeah but it's a weird pricing structure but it's it's definitely not one of these things where it's like oh my gosh i have to pay for another game well it's better know? than some other games that are saying like you're gonna have to full-on buy the the next gen version if you want it or i guess the current gen version like yeah. if you own the last gen version i think horizon um horizon zero dawn like the the new or horizon Forbidden, Forbidden West, West, pardon me, yes. I think has like a very, very weird issue where they're like, there's like nine different versions of the game that you can purchase and you can't it's basically another bl- other stuff. It's basically another Blade Runner situation, right? Yeah, yeah it's going to be a, yeah. a little out there. But yeah. the but island is something Iki, that sounds exciting to exp- explore. Yeah, Iki Island is, is very, very cool because you know what? Not only do you get new uh, accomplishments, uh, but there's new armor, there's new skills. And supposedly the story really, really goes even further than the original one because um, my understanding is that Iki Island, uh, not to give away too much of the plot, so spoiler warning for anybody who is is listening, but Iki Island, um, you follow kind of the same the same story in terms of repelling the Mongols, but there's a little twist because on Iki Island the Sakai uh, clan is not really appreciated. So instead of welcoming Jin as a savior, he's 
viewed a little bit more like another foreign invader on their island. And so that adds a, a couple of interesting wrinkles to the game. And not only that, um, one, of, one of the things that it does is that it really delves into themes that the original game didn't really touch on as much. Because one of the things that, you know, he he has to deal with is the amount of violence that he has to he has to do and how it conflicts with his honor you know honor system as a samurai it was touched upon on the original storyline but they really really get into this in the Iki island you know expansion so that's something that i'm really really excited for um the last thing that comes out of this director's cut and Jose, you might appreciate this really as well, is that we get an expansion also to Ghost of Tsushima's Legends mode. Um, as of September 3rd, there is now a mode in Legends, which is called Rivals. What is that about exactly? So Rivals is Ghost of Tsushima's attempt to make this a multiplayer P versus P mode. So you're oh, taking finally working on that. Okay. Well, it's done. It, yeah, well, it yeah, came yeah. out it came out September 3rd. Um basically what where you're doing is it's basically legends mode, but you're there are two teams. You're competing. And okay. You're competing on how many Mongols you have to kill. Oh, so it's wave of Mongols just like legends, but like I said, it's two teams trying to figure out how quickly you could murder mongols is it two teams of two or two teams of four like did they do you know did they up the multiplayer because <laughs> if it's two um, teams of four then it would be i mean two teams of two would be pretty insane but two teams of four would be like utter insanity like you've seen oh the four player horde modes in that game the four player horde modes is insane but it's super fun yeah you know yeah, we haven't gotten the whole band together yet, man. I really, really am. I know, which, do that. Is, which is crazy, right? You, you would think that by this time we would have been able to get together and, and do that and stuff, but unfortunately we haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of rivals, it's a two versus two, uh, player versus player versus okay, um, Mongols type of thing. Two so v two, yeah. You're still you're still keeping the four player concept. You're just splitting it down the down the middle. Two versus two. I figure they would, yeah, they would probably um, not scale that up yet. That'll probably be something they'll, they'll save for Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima 2. 2. Something like that. Oh. Which is confirmed, right? I don't know about that. I'm sure they're going to make it. I mean, they probably haven't confirmed it. They probably won't even need to confirm it. But it's just like a few years from now, four or five years from now, it'll just be out. Well, you know the perfect time—the perfect time to release it would be around the the release of the movie, which that I believe is confirmed. Yeah. Oh. So well, that'll that'll take a good two or three years. So that yeah. So that would that would be that would be perfect in the production cycle of the video game. I mean, I I so. the only thing I would say is that with how long it takes to make video games these days, and indeed how long it took to make Ghost of Tsushima in the first place, well, it took know, a long two time. or three years might not be enough. You know, unless they're really just gonna rehash the first game so 
I wouldn't well, necessarily thing, want to wish for it around the release of the movie. It's, right, but the the good thing is is that they have an existing infrastructure on on how to work how to work um the mechanics of it. So you know it's it's not like they have to reinvent the wheel. I think it's more of tweaking it and and improving on it greatly because you know as as great as the gameplay is. You can you can make the case that it is kind of repetitive in terms of missions and stuff. You can so, sort of spam in, in a sense. Right, yeah, exactly. Sort unless of. unless you're in the higher levels, right? Well, I mean, you can still use what the 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 brute the brute killing stance to to kind of stomp over um, stomp over the bad guys, even in single player. More so in multiplayer, because you know I jump mm-hmm. into that stance where you do the spinning blade slash and yes. just like hit the groups and like it's pretty easy to take them out with that but i mean i, I don't know yeah it, it could use some tweaks here and there it's still an amazing and fun game which is why exactly there's there's not a lot of work that they you need to do to make it a perfect game um but you know there's still stuff that they can do to make it better i think the the thing to focus on would be more so creating better enemies I think that they can do better because I think the mechanics of the fighting are good. They just have to create enemies that challenge those mechanics a little bit more. Agree. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what I've been geeking out. I can't I can't wait to really jump into the director's cut. I I started the other day, but again, with my busy lifestyle, I only got maybe five minutes worth of of getting into it, and I really didn't do much. It was more a thing of trying to remember how to play the game again. So, um, all right. You know, well, I'm looking forward to playing it again. All right. Does anybody does anybody want to want to continue with what they've been geeking out about over the last couple of weeks? Any volunteers? I can go on yeah. about my killing spree again. Okay. Oh, Here we go. Volunteer. Here we All go. Right. Volunteer. But before I do, I did try a little thing that was kind of new a couple days ago. I think they call it Alien. Fire, team. fire team, yes, Fire Team Elite. There you go. Um, what is that? New release, yeah, new release. So basically, it's it's a multiplayer game that centers around um, it's alien. So you're going into a ship and you have to destroy a hive of aliens, and it's really <laughs> even on like normal, it is really tough. What, to get uh, through even the first mission. Did it just come out? What oh, console really? are you playing it on? This yeah. is on, well, I'm playing on Xbox One X. Um, yeah. yeah, it came out within the last week. Okay. Um, it was something that the the people who are, you know, into the Alien franchise was really excited for, you know, because yeah. it, it was definitely a difference from one of the games that you tried and weren't, weren't too crazy about Alien Isolation. Yeah, it's a very much a, a different type of thing. Uh, Alien Isolation is more of a stealth game, where this one is just balls to the wall. It's just sh- shootout, right? Alien yes. Isolation reminded me of um, Chronicles of Riddick. I mean, exactly. In the, in the little parts that I played, I want to continue to play it. But go, go ahead, tell us. I more. heard it's a great game. AJ, but... oh yeah, it's it was one of the, so... the best games of the year supposedly when it came out. See what makes this game so difficult? Well, it's not. 
completely difficult. It's just mm-hmm. if you're not paying attention, they will get the jump on you. Well, so <laughs> and that was a problem I was having. What's the gameplay um, so like of this game essentially? Like, what's the style of gameplay it's that contrast? Super simple. You get like a bunch of well, you could change your loadouts in like the loading menu, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you have that. Um, There's different classes that you can choose from, right? Yes. Uh, what I played, I played with, so I had two, three weapons. I had the standard assault rifle, just a regular shotgun, like a pump shotgun, mm-hmm. and a pistol. And you get a grenade or two. <laughs> Even, you'd think you'd be pretty well off with that, too. And... <laughs> You're really not, if okay. you're, again, if you're not paying attention. So you get overwhelmed. Because it's not, yes, because there are only, the game gives you two other AIs or androids to work with. I like that little touch they make, because they're literally robots. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Actually, yeah. They, they, they kind of work okay. It's still not the. There's not. It's not like you have someone else who is like actually alive. You can't. Play, play, you can't play multiplayer with other people. You can. That's oh. what the game is designed for. Yeah, I think Bro, that's probably that. the reason why it's it's difficult because <laughs> this game seems to be meant meant to be played with other people, not with the AI uh, teammates that you have. Because yes. it's a it's a wave game, much like Halo Firefight, right? Yeah, in a sense. Um, <laughs> or like Ghost come... of Tsushima Legends, but there you go, guns exactly. instead of swords. And with, with tons of aliens, I'm assuming, right? Oh, yes, and that is the problem part. A, managing your ammo, because ammo is spursed out throughout the map, and you can very easily run out of ammo if you're not using it, like, if you're not as stingy as you can about it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Mind yeah. you, this is just normal mode. <laughs> You're gonna need to get some multiplayer friends to help you out with this one, it sounds like. Yo. Is, is the game uh, local local co-op, split screen? I'm not sure, but I don't see why it wouldn't be. Okay. Um. So now here's the actual hard part. So I just mentioned you have to really allocate how you use your ammo and how carefully. They come in hordes. <laughs> they come in hordes. And then sometimes the thing that makes this new alien game interesting also is they have classes for the aliens. Oh, that's cool. You have spitters, which spit the, the they're acid. like acid. They're bursters where when you kill them, they blow up. And they Yo. spew acid everywhere. Again, going going back to the Halo reference, this sounds very much like the Flood. <laughs> yeah. It's very much so. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. You also have, I think the Spitters might do this too, but there's an alien class where they leave pools of acid on the ground, and if you step on it and you don't know it's there, you'll just start taking damage out of nowhere, and you'll be like, what the hell is hitting me? Oh, wait, I'm standing in a pool of acid. <laughs> And those aren't even the worst ones. So is the third person the game? Pr- this looks a lot like. Uh, yes. You know what this looks it's like to me? This game. looks like I'm looking at some photos of it right now. It looks like Gears of War horde mode. It not not too far off. Not too far off. And even the way that they're taking cover and it's third person. 
That's that. It, it sounds like a. It, it does not sound like a, an interesting game that we should all play. Yo, I can't wait to try this, bro. Yeah, you're oh gonna try it. I remember, I, I remember you and I, Jose, doing our little that. Gears of War sessions. Yeah. yeah, horde mode was always good. We I mean we would do single player, we would do everything, but we would do stuff like horde mode and all that, and that would be that would be fun. And this looks very similar. Even the graphics look similar to me. To be frank, I wonder if it's an Unreal Unreal Engine, and that's why. I mean, everything is Unreal Engine these days. That's so, true. I mean, who knows? So then, so, what else? Mm-hmm. so then you have the Prowlers, which, if you're not careful, they will knock you down. Mm-hmm. They they they're like on all fours, and it's just it's a really annoying thing to deal with if mm-hmm. you don't know they're coming. You have the Runners, which those are, are super ones, fast. Right? No, those aren't the standard ones. Oh, okay. You have the runners, which are obviously fast as all hell, but thank God you can tear them apart. <laughs> okay. And then this is where things get a little, oh, dear Lord. You have drones, which are the normal ones. And uh, thank God they don't come often. Oh, okay. They have more health, and they're a little bit tankier. Yeah, I would imagine. They're probably pretty fast. And then dude. you have... Probably the worst one I've had the pleasure of dealing with yet, which is the warrior. And they are ridiculously tanky and they deal a crap ton of damage. Hmm. But those are like those come maybe like once in a while or they're thankfully not- what as you progress even further, they come just a little bit more frequently. <laughs> But oh my god! How many? Even with a shotgun at point blank, it takes like six to seven rounds just to put it down. How many? How many waves do you have to go through to beat the game? And like, how many enemies generally are in? So just to give you an idea, I haven't even finished the first level. The first wave. The first first area. No, the first level. Hmm. Okay. Like the first story mode level. Oh, okay. Okay. Or so chapter, you, whatever. So you haven't progressed. Not really. <laughs> wow. Let me ask you this question. Is there, a, is there a mode under normal? Yes, there is. Have you tried that? I know, I know no, you're, a, I you're a normal no, guy. No. I'm not going to do you're, that. You're a normal guy. You know what I'm saying? You're always oh, going God. for the higher level of difficulties, right? You should be doing hard. But, that, is, know, that will yeah, be yeah, impossible. No, I want to do hard. Yeah. I want to do hard. I want to see the end. So is there one above hard? There are two levels above hard. Oh, oh yo, maybe, we got to do there's, that. I, there's maybe one or two above hard itself. Oh, yo. I think I think the, probably the difficulty you're finding is you're not playing with real people. Yes, yeah, that, that's I, also I part of it. You need that. our help, this, basically. Yeah, this sounds, this sounds like a game where you really... And and you know what? Just the way it sounds, it sounds like it's something that I would enjoy because I'm not really uh, a guy that likes run and gun games. I like more strategy. You can get into that real in quick. my shooters, and I I think I think this one, actually, just by the way that you describe it, it seems like it's better with two other people where you can strategize your game plan yeah. as to yeah. how to kill these suckers, right? Yeah. So, for lack of a better word. Just getting to the first area where you have your first encounter, you'll probably come across two or three waves of runners. Oh, and there are like a crap ton of them, like not five or ten, maybe like a good 20, 25. Wow. 
and and the machine handles this. It, uh, there's no stutter. There's no there's no lagginess to it. Not that I've seen. That's pretty good. Are there? Just a question because I know this is an alien game. Do they have like face huggers? No, surprisingly like not. No, that's, that's but this weird. is prob but this is probably because the game kind of hints at this at the story. It's a science lab, so they're presumably growing these things. That's the implication. But I don't know the full breadth of it yet. Facehuggers would probably be they would be too OP in a game like this if you think about it. Because if you're focusing on like a million different types of aliens, tanky aliens and speedy aliens and regular aliens and warrior aliens. And that's not and then a facehugger comes and and bites your butt. Like that's not that's another thing. I don't even think warrior is the strongest type. Because technically, if you know alien lore, Berserkers. no, not even that. The, There's the, one above that, the Praetorians. Oh, yeah. Yo, and those are like a step down from the queen itself. Yo, Sheer God, that's going to gonna say, be terrible. A running gun with the freaking queen? Uh, what the that's hell? That's probably going to be like the, the final boss. And if, and if you're yeah. by, by how you explain this, if it's that hard, I could imagine it's not just the queen herself. Imagine having having she's to gonna like, have the whole hive come down yeah, on you, bro. Like <laughs> ten different warriors and like one freaking queen just running after you. And oh god, that is oh terrifying. God. If that is the final <laughs> boss, it might it be like to take it too. Four maps. Yeah, it looks like you have four maps at least to start out with. You know, and um, with your loadouts, you have you have gunner. Demolisher, technician, doc, of course, because you need a medical guy, and recon. Um, I'm trying to find out how many different type of aliens. There are a lot. But it, it just seems from what AJ is talking about that there is, there's more than you can handle. And this you know? just came out like a week ago. Yeah. Wow! Imagine the DLCs, the thing that they're the things that they're gonna. Oh add God! On. What 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 if they MVP. add the Predomorph, bro? Yo, that would act. That would absolutely suck. A DLC where you could play as the Predator. So AJ, just to answer your question, yeah, go ahead. Just just to answer your question, the Xenomorph variants, and apparently you haven't gotten through everything. There are eggs. There yeah, are, there are face huggers. Oh, oh God, no! You have, you have the burster, the prowler, the ir- irradiated spitter. You have a thing called three. Seems unfair. Three. You have a crusher and you have a praetorian. Oh, I ha- I don't think I've come across the crusher. I knew the praetorian was going to be there. God damn it! Yep. <laughs> so there, yes. there is, there is. Uh, a whole bunch of ones. Apparently, the prowlers are the king of scares because <laughs> those guys come out of, out of nowhere. Yes, they know? really do. If you don't catch them, you are in trouble. <laughs> and you're on the first level, so let's, let's. Yes, I'm just on the first level. Not, not considering all of those those creatures that Walt just mentioned, essentially. So we'll see what happens when you get to those. Oh God! <laughs> it seems right, so fun. You... And just to close it out. Like one of the last, oh Jesus Christ! There is an I alien knew it. queen. Also. I knew it. What? No. Of course there is. There, if alien there, queen. if there is a lab, there is always going to be a queen. Don't, don't, don't kid yourself, especially when it comes to aliens. I gotta see this boss fight. And apparently, you can't kill the queen. So, good luck with that. What? But it's a, 
I'm not going to say anything. Anyway. Just run um, or die. Let me, let, let, let me close this out. There was a level where I had to wait for an elevator. It sucked. Oh, God. <laughs> they have levels like that. Gosh. <laughs> when they just relentlessly... Jose, we definitely need to jump on this one. Relentlessly yeah. give you these hordes. And I'm you have trying to, to download it right now. Damn elevator. Jesus. We, def- we definitely have to check this out. Elevator. Waiting for an elevator is always like the most horrible level in any video game. It sounds even worse than this one. <laughs> Terrible. It really is. Oh, Especially when I was right there. There was like maybe three seconds less. And then the game says, huh, you know what make this harder? Let's throw in a warrior. Oh, yo. That's not good. Yep. It reminds me of many levels of Half-Life, essentially. All right. And that's that's Alien Fireteam Elite so far. So far. Damn. Not even level one completed. That's the Alien Fireteam. Oh, God. That's bad. Oh, my God. The other thing I was going to geek out about. Yeah is Far Cry Primal. And I think I've probably mentioned this on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. So I just have a few updates. First off, <laughs> I have upgraded most of my tribe's people's houses because that's a thing you can do in Far Cry Primal. But wait a second. In case you've never heard of it, what is Far Cry Primal? Basically, it's Far Cry, a game where you can basically run around and set trees on fire. Kill people using various takedowns and, in this case, tame animals, but all the way back in the Stone Age. Oh, God. (laughs) So. With saber-toothed tigers. Yes, I tamed that. (laughs) I tamed that. I tamed a jaguar. I tamed a cave bear. The only things I have left to tame is the honey badger, which actually has a very interesting ability that once you kill it, it can give itself a revive and continue fighting. What the hell? That's terrible. That's cheesy. That's the best. And that's something that's not something you find in the wild. That's just something that because each each animal kind of has its own little perk like. The saber tooth is the fastest. The cave bear is obviously the tankiest. The honey badger is the most annoying to deal with, which makes sense because they are annoying to deal with to begin with in the wild. They're usually the most annoying creatures to deal with. <laughs> yes. So I've tamed a bunch of creatures recently because there are two factions that you have to fight against in Far Cry Primal. You have the. Oh, God. Shoot. I'm blanking. One of them is the Azila, who are basically people who like to burn my people with fire. And then you have the Udam, there you go, who are basically cannibals. Okay. So the Udam, I've managed to take most of their outposts throughout the map, and it is a very huge map. So it's fun to try to get around that. You're trying to um, 100% that game? Yes, I am trying to 100% this game. Okay. The Azila, I've recently managed to, and it's part of the story, but I, I still like that this is a part of the story and that this is... 
I ta- I was able to learn how to ride a mammoth. And basically what I did was, you know those guys that were burning my people? I took a mammoth <laughs> to their outer defenses. Oh, God. And basically invaded their homeland. <laughs> so... <laughs> I just broke through their, like, barriers, and this mammoth was flinging them around, stomping on them. Oh, God. <laughs> Wrecking their houses. Kicking, kicking over their sandcastles in the sandbox. Fairly yes. literally in this case. In the Far Cry Obviously sandbox. Obviously, some structures you can't break, but whatever I can break, it's it's very cathartic. <laughs> It, it, listen, what people. We've already we've already pretty much established that AJ is literally an agent of destruction here. Oh, in every game that he plays, it seems. Yes, my failing as a father. I know. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, and that's not to mention I have a bunch of new weapons in my arsenal. So I've got the spear maxed out. I have a club, which I've been learning to use more frequently now. They're very good against the heavy troopers. Um, no, that, that's actually about it. Because I maxed out... No, I haven't maxed out the bow yet. Well, there's two different types of bows. So, no, I'm not done with the bows. Um, in short, I've just been conquering bases and invading homelands. Really? <laughs> yeah, I've just been conquering baselands. Thankfully, and, there's no oh air god. bases in Far Cry Primal the way they are in GTA. Oh god! But there are mammoths. Great. <laughs> you can just unleash on people's bases. It's a war of attrition. You just trash everything. There you go. Yes. Can't hide. Oh, and not to mention, I just, <laughs> I because something you can also do is you can command your animals to attack. So oh, yeah, god. it's like arc. It's very much like yeah. Art. So, oh my god, there'll be a base just minding its own business, and then all of a sudden, let's send that cave bear saber tooth in there just to soften them up. What the hell? Except in Ark, it's worse because that's multi- against other people playing multiplayer. Yeah. You can send those animals to destroy their bases. You're just doing it to oh, to NPCs, unless NPCs work to... like Free Guy, like the movie. Then it's you're not really hurting anybody. <laughs> Just to close this out, you know, I don't know the best thing about having pets in this game. If you kill one or it manages to die, yes, you can revive it, but you can also let it die. And you can just call another one. You don't even need to tame it. Oh, God. So I basically have an endless supply of saber tooth tigers to weird. just call in. Did you have three <laughs> ones? Once you yeah. tame the first one? Yes. That's I could just happened. call another there's, one. There's like no allegiance to the pet. Yeah, here, why do you, you know become a beast master once you tame one of them? That doesn't sound. No, I, I generally, I generally don't like to do that. But knowing that it's there for me to abuse, so <laughs> so you tame. Yeah, that's you broken. You kind of yeah. You yeah, tame right. you tame Sabu the the saber tooth. You you grow. You you end up having feelings and attachments to this, and then he just dies. And oh. Let's get let's get Larry. <laughs> Man, goodbye, Sabu. That's messed up. Give her the pet Larry's, real quick. 
Yeah, this is like this is like the the football term, you know. Oh, next up, right? I could never do that. I think Claire, oh, Claire, my 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 fiance was playing Stardew Valley, and like she had a dog on her farm, and like she switched the dog, and I was horrified. Like, <laughs> it's like where is the other dog that you had? Like, what what did you do with the dog? Like, how could you just switch dogs? So I don't know if I could do this with the with the same level of like just casually brushing aside like, well, my last saber tooth tiger died. Here's just a random new one. It's just inhumane. Yeah, even, you even know what's video sad? game characters. The way exactly. I found this out is that I had a wolf when I started out beast mastering, mm-hmm. and it died on me, and I was like, oh crap! A new one walks up. That's sad, yeah, and I didn't have it. another wolf for a while. But then when I went to the menu and I saw call another wolf, I was like, wait, but I didn't tame another wolf. That is Does so this cool. mean I have infinite amounts of so wolves to call on? I just learned to speak wolf. You learned to speak whatever the heck the animal's language is, apparently. And that's how I found out about that exploit. Ruffling drug attack. You're like Aquaman. Or no, like Beast Boy, right? No, not like Beast Boy. Beastmaster, yeah. Beastmaster, Beastmaster, Beastmaster is the one. All right, yes. or or Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah, come God. to me, my animals. Yeah, a lot of birds and 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 small rodents, but yes, there you, you go. Still control some of those. All right, there you go. And that concludes this chapter of my exploits in far cry primal we started out really well with with alien fire team elite but we kind of devolved a little bit no pun intended with far cry primal so anyway who's next guys all right uh i'll jump on it i'll jump on it we'll let eli close this one out not uh, last last but not least eli can finish us off with uh there you go geek out uh, okay. All right, so I'll jump into a few. Some of them are things that I've been enjoying. Some of them things upcoming. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk about this on a future episode, but I just have to give a special shout out to the most recent episode. What What if uh, the Doctor Strange? What if Doctor Strange loses his heart, uh, not his hands? Uh, I thought good. that was a fantastic episode. That was all. Oh, that was my favorite so amazing. far. Amazing. And there's a there's a few people that I've spoken to friends of mine that were kind of blown away by it so i gotta give a special shout out to that episode it was I, cool. I particularly like the way that that episode ended i like um, that it, it, i'm not going to even talk about like the details of it just because i don't want to spoil it since we're not right, going to have exactly. a full discussion right mm-hmm. but yeah the way the episode ended was really cool for some reason i felt like maybe the animation director that did this episode or something like that i felt like the animation was better even so though it was the same style there was something more interesting yeah. to it, maybe because there was different trippier, like Doctor Strange multiversal imagery really getting involved in it. But I thought that this episode was beautiful. I thought the voice acting with everybody returning was amazing. Uh, and I think the only thing that that I'll not spoil, but semi say that is a hint is I think that this is the episode that is not only tying all of what if together. Um but also this is hinting at things to come in the MCU oh, films. Absolutely. I think, this was huge for the MCU. I think we're going to see that Doctor Strange again. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. I, I, I will say this. This episode made me super, super, super excited for 
the multiverse of madness. Yes. You know, I, I was yeah. I was excited before, but watching this and the possibilities that can come out of that, it's just like I, I can't wait for Doctor Strange part two. And you want to talk about like the the voice actors that are having fun and doing a great job. I mean, everybody's done a great job so far, but I feel like Benedict Cumberbatch like absolutely knocked this episode out of the park with his voice acting. Oh yeah, it was yeah. so good, no doubt. It was like I mean, like a friend of mine basically like his comparison was like this is like was dang near my ba- favorite Marvel thing ever, movies, TV shows, like whatever. Just this twenty five minute episode, so that's high praise for it. Let me ask you a question, and and. You know, I, I don't know how how relevant this is and how true this is, but do you think the fact that we had nearly almost 100% of the actual MCU actors in this, do you think that that made a difference? Because with the other ones, we've had, we've had somewhere there was just like a couple here and a couple there, but I don't think we've ever had a what if episode that had basically the entire cast I think I'm, of the movie in it, I, right? I think it made a difference, but I mean, you think about episode two, which was one of my favorites also. Maybe that's kind of skewing it, but that had a lot of the voice actors, right? You even had Josh Brolin come back as Thanos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had Javon Hansu coming back as as the, the, the Ravager, whose name is escaping me at the moment, but you know. A lot of people came back uh, in that one. Um, oh goodness! But I don't think I don't think that one had like everybody because I know uh, for Captain America, Captain America um, was actually no, oh, not in that America episode. Um, no, 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 he wasn't in that. His episode. character was Korath. Korath, Korath, yes, he was. He was so in that yes. one. The the collector came back for that one. You know that was that, that was is true. That Toro. is true. That was pretty much everybody. I can't think of but one person. Say, uh, the only person that wasn't that's... was uh, Chris Pratt at the end. That's the right. only person who wasn't the voice. But I think I think that's kind of making the case also, right? Because so far for us, at least our the two best episodes of What If had a cast where the majority of the characters were the MCU actors. But the third right? one also had almost everybody. The only person Did missing it? in the third one was Robert Downey Jr. And and okay, so and Thor what? didn't say anything. <laughs> Thor just like grunted and like tossed his his beautiful hair for for um agent colson to admire in that episode <laughs> like i said my point is not existent so it no it's matter, it's so. a, it's a solid point because <laughs> the know. fact that like you have tilda swinton coming back and benedict wong like these people who are who are really great actors and like really really were great in their roles yeah makes I, the I point that, too but i think i think also like the i think it makes a difference the bend of the know? story like the way that it affects like the idea of the multiverse i think you know, again, without getting too deep into it, I think was what I loved about it so much. And again, and and also the the way that it ended very differently from any of the, every other episode was interesting and cool. And I don't yeah, again, dark, I can't say like I, I try not to give away what it, I know, you know like that how it ended, but like it was very different from the first three. It, it was a dark ending to be sure. Um, yeah. It was an ending that I did not expect. I thought, you know, and and not, you know what. Marvel gets gets the bad rap that, you know, it's Disney and, you know, for some reason people think that because it's Disney it doesn't it doesn't go down those dark paths, but Marvel if you really think about it really does, they you know, they they do the they do Exactly. Good. They do lean into some of these darker themes, but even even with that knowledge, it was kind of surprising to see the way they ended it. I I thought it was a bold choice um and I I did appreciate it because normally with any other any other 
you know, they would have gone for the quote unquote happy end. I think right? it's going to be, I think it's going to be consequential, which is why I'm very, very excited about it, about exactly where this episode is going to go. And we have two more left. So yep. what if we're definitely going to talk about it again? I'm going to leave, we're going to leave it at kind of like those semi vague terms, but it was, it was a great episode. I think everybody who's seen it kind of knows what we're talking about. And I just had to give it a little quick momentary shout out. Uh, so I'll talk about something that I'm excited about and then talk about something that I played and maybe something else that I am excited about real quick as well. Um, something that I'm super excited about. And this one's kind of obvious. I'm going to put this one out there as an aside. Battlefield 2042 is coming out very soon. There's a shock. Yeah, that's very, very exciting. There's some new game modes and things like that that seem really, really interesting. The beta was apparently pretty solid and has some potential, unlike more recent Battlefield releases. So, Did you get a chance to play the beta? I didn't get a chance to play a beta, but there is supposedly no. another one coming up in just a few weeks for all oh, the consoles here in, uh, we're in September because the game releases in October. Um, so I am, I am excited to, to see that they showed some of the, the, there's a new game mode essentially that's supposedly going to be, um, based more around like, uh, games like escape from Tarkov. So yeah, battlefield 2042 excited about it. Not going to talk about it too much because y'all have heard way too much about it in the past. Anyway, in that vein, I'll talk about another multiplayer shooting game that's coming out that I'm very excited about. It's actually been out on PC uh, for two years now, I think. Um, And it's a game called Hell Let Loose that is coming to all consoles. I'm not sure of the release date on console. I know that it's coming, I think, I think by October or November we're going to see the release. That was on PC previously, right? Yeah, it's been on PC for for two years or or so about since June 6th, 2019. that's why I'm not... Maybe that's why I'm not too familiar with it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of people aren't familiar with it. I've been showing it to some people and it's something that has caught some eyes and caught some attention because so it's a World War Two shooter. Oh man, well, one of those again, right? How exciting. We're getting World War we're getting Call of Duty Vanguard, which I have to admit, one of the new multiplayer modes does look interesting. The I think it's called Vanguard mode. I can't recall, but um there's one there's a new multiplayer mode where you get like 10 lives and you have to play against different teams and like it's almost like a quick mini tournament uh but anyway call of duty vanguard is is aside from what i'm talking about here because hell let loose is a world war ii shooter but it is a hyper realistic world war ii shooter as in it goes beyond battlefield beyond call of duty beyond rainbow six beyond ghost recon this is supposed to be a very, very realistic World War II shooter with 100 players. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a game that's something... It's something that's become very popular in the PC world recently is there's a lot of hyper-realistic shooters that have been coming out over the last two or three years. Uh, a lot of them in World War II. There's a World War... Or there's, there's a, a Civil War hyper-realistic shooter that came out actually on PC... Uh, in the last two years where multiplayer matches take upwards of three hours. So that's how realistic wow. we're talking about here. Yeah, three, four, sometimes longer than that because think about the way you reload guns in the Civil War and, like, it's realistic, oh. so you have to progress with a lot of caution. If you go out in the that's open, if you, if awesome. you expose yourself, you get shot. So you got you to gotta take your time with it. Hell Let Loose is not that hardcore. It's like a balance in between, you know, the kind of games that we enjoy, the Call of Duties again, 
you know, the battlefields, the rainbow sixes, the, you know, the, the ghost recons it's in between that sort of arcadey experience that those games all sort of offer, you know, they're all a little different, right? They're, they're on a spectrum, but they're all kind of in the same area in terms mm-hmm. of realism. This is, again, it's like a next level. And so it is coming out for all the consoles. It is going to have cross play. So we can definitely try it no matter what console we get it on and play against each other. And it just well, it's looks coming interesting. Out, yeah. It's coming out for the next gen consoles. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Excuse me. Yeah. My apologies. It is coming out for the next gen consoles, not for Xbox One necessarily, was, but you might get just, the, the, the Game Pass you, streams. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, you just missed the, uh, the, the closed beta. There was a closed beta. I did. On, August 26th, but that was only for PS5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's true. But I, I, it does look super interesting because reading upon it now, um, strong emphasis on teamwork. Yeah. I mean, huge emphasis. That perks my ears right there. Huge emphasis on teamwork. I mean, if you watch any of the YouTube videos, again, you're going to see teams progressing pretty slowly and you see people mixing up flanks and like, you know, tanks are, tanks are interesting because, they don't work. They're not the the huge threat, but they are the huge threat they are in other games because if you watch them roll in, like guys will just circle them and run around them. They can't do anything to them, but they're still I a threat because yeah, they're they're launching a volley at like maybe their team down the road. So like and then you can you see teams scrambling to be like, "Okay, we need to find a weapon to take this thing out." And it becomes like a dangerous scramble because there's people escorting the tank. I mean, it's it's weird for me to it, even describe the gameplay, but like it's just that it level of realism like, that you might appreciate. It sounds like that that scene from Saving Private Ryan, yeah, where they where they had those 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 tanks rolling in, and you know they were they were basically using socks as sticky bombs to try and take it out and stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're you're worried about the tank if it's if it's under escort. Generally, you could just run up to the damn thing. You. And you mm-hmm. can't do anything to it, but it's kind of like that same realistic, like kind of cool vibe. You know what I mean? And like creeping through yeah, tanks and clearing tanks would be vulnerable yeah, to the to infantry, to, you know, if exactly. they were unprotected, but they would still be mm-hmm. a threat. Right. You would still have to be wary yeah, well, absolutely. of it. Absolutely. It's not like games of Call of Duty or something like that, where like the tank can just turn and, and like blow you up from a few seconds away. It's like a realistic tank where the turret takes like 10 seconds to go 360 mm-hmm. you know it's 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 realistic so you know without kind of belaboring that point it's just supposed to be much more of a of a teamwork based realistic slower pace um kind of more intense shooter and it's been popular on pc for a couple of years and i'm really excited to see the port coming out for xbox series x and playstation 5 that's coming out within the next couple of months. I got I got to check out some of the gameplay because I I, I guess may, maybe just you know from playing some of these other video games and stuff, I want to see how everybody gets on the same page when we're talking about fifty different people on the same side and how you know trying to get everybody to work as one. That's going to be really really interesting for me because listen, there are some guys that get on these multiplayer games that are really really good you know in terms of of you know kind of following orders and then you got these other kids where they're just like running around doing whatever 
you know, and and not yeah. following the the thing. You so, can't do that in know? this game. You just you just simply can't accomplish anything by running around by yourself in this game. You're not going to okay. because I, if you watch some of the gameplay, I'll send you some videos. Um, yes, I want to see some. But of that. there's there's constant communication. Like it's it's almost confusing because there's so many people talking at once trying to figure out strategy. But it's not the type of thing where you see like 50 people kind of clustered together. It's really cool because you hear different little fire squads coordinating with each other. Like, oh, hey, we're in this house over here. And like, there's a tank over here. You guys are going to be approaching sounds really over cool. here. You know, we can see them, but we can't, we can't, we don't have a shot. But like, you guys are like about to run into them. So like, maybe we could help you out somehow. Like it, yeah, it's that kind of level of realism where it's not again like that that other game that i mentioned where you're in the civil war playing four hour multiplayer matches but it's still like got a good balance between being fun and still having something engaging to do at all times but you're not always in combat basically you have to think you have to spend a lot of time thinking and figuring things out that sounds super cool yeah we got we definitely definitely, all got to try it i think yeah we got to check it out so that's another thing Mm -hmm. that i'm excited about um i'll i have been playing microsoft flight simulator recently which is a heck of a lot of fun Uh, i talked about that on a recent cast as well um but it's been really really cool to like just basically fly all over the freaking world in you know small planes and jumbo jets and like it's very realistic you know i flew over like our houses all of our houses in new york city have <laughs> just flown over really there. yeah they're there they're all there you can see it's it i mean in most cases it's the actual building like i found you know mom and dad's house in briarwood like i found that building i found you know where friends live in like apartment complexes i found our building in brooklyn you know near prospect park i flew over it so like it's really really cool to be able to fly over all these these landmarks and like see where where you are essentially like i was in atlanta a couple of weeks ago i flew over the house that i was in in atlanta i found it is 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 uh microsoft using open map data open map data or are they is this proprietary or do you even know? I believe it's open map data, but I know that it is it is satellite data that gets updated regularly. Okay. Microsoft is semi-slick because the way that they charge people is for like certain airports and certain areas of cities to be a little more detailed. It's kind of weird. That's that's because you know it's free on Game Pass and you get okay. the whole world, but you get like in some places you get like lower detail airports and you can pay ten dollars to Microsoft. <laughs> To get like the real entire airport. <laughs> that's that's why I don't know. It's okay. weird. You can and you, or you can pay like a hundred dollars, I think, to get all of the DLC because that's kind of what it is. That's their microtransaction what? DLC model. I haven't bought any of it. I, I have Game Pass. What? I pay for Game Pass. That's enough for me. <laughs> what? 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 I, I I don't understand. What? Yeah. <laughs> or well, planes. You, know what? you can for, buy planes as well for flight enthusiasts. Okay. I I can understand the reason why because you know what. You know these. You know these are the guys that you know buy the rigs and they have the flight sticks and everything. I and see every so, detail. Okay, but exactly. And you know what? I wonder if there are people that use this in in a way to kind of supplement their flight training. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure. Similar to the same way. Similar to the same way that you see a lot of race drivers using Gran Turismo, right? Yes. In, in a way to kind of prepare themselves for you know, upcoming races and tracks that if they can't actually be there, they can at least get a lay of the land of it. So I wonder I if so. flight enthusiasts 
they're doing the same thing, you know. I don't I don't think that it accounts for wind and weather as much as a realistic flight simulator would, but I think that the flight mechanics, the flight controls are pretty realistic. Cuz Okay. I mean, it's oh, I put it on the highest difficulty cuz you know, you know me, I'm a glutton for punishment in video games, but also as I have noted on the podcast before, I used to play a lot of flight simulators in high school on yes, PC. So I know how to kind of play it's like riding a bike a little bit for me i know how to fly these flight simulator games so you know i've I've been somewhat accustomed to it but there's even details in this game that i never run into playing those flight simulators like levels of realism so it's yeah it's really fun um it's been informative it's been useful i did a podcast about uh afghanistan on my own podcast uh recently and in the interest of positively, research, positively cynical yes, podcast, yes, positively cynical Cynic. podcast. I'll give it a quick shout out. Um, but I did a, I did an episode about Afghanistan, and I, one of the things that I did for research was I, I took off from an airport in Kabul, and I flew over Afghanistan. I wanted to see what the layout of the land was, and it's the second most mountainous country on Earth, and I got to see that in flight simulator. And it sounds silly, but it was still eye-opening and cool and informative to be someplace that I have never been on on the planet and might not be able to visit safely and and understand it a little bit better it's it's just really really cool I've and I've flown from places that I've been like I flew from Milwaukee to Montreal in the game and I just put it on autopilot and I like went and talked to a friend of mine for 20 minutes and I was practically in Montreal by the time I like turned around so it's it's just really fun. I mean, it's a simple game, obviously. Damn. You just fly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, especially if you've been to certain places or if you want to see where you live and try to find your house and do silly stuff like that, like, you'll definitely enjoy it. It's definitely a game. I, I, I can imagine it's also uberly relaxing. Yeah, it can be very just, relaxing. Just to, just to jump in a car and jump in a car, jump in a plane and just fly around. Flying and just, car. You know, see, yes. Seeing, you know... That that's got to be super relaxing. Also, do autopilot through a, like a thunderstorm or something like that. It's kind of cool. Ooh. You know what's cool? Also, one last detail that's very very interesting about the game is you can do real air traffic. So you can have real airplanes flying around the airspaces that they're flying oh in in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you can have all of the people playing the game currently and see their planes flying around, which I think is fun. You know, live weather, live air traffic, and live everybody playing Microsoft Flight Simulator just flying around. Has there been any near misses? Not really. You know, I mean, I understand why air traffic control exists more so in in real life, I guess, Mm because you know, there's there's that risk that you have to really worry about, and you have to be very careful about not getting close to another plane. But in this game, like you know. Nobody cares. They're just kind of flying around like willy nilly, but you don't see planes that often. I mean, air traffic is dense, but it's not dense at the same time. I guess it's hard to to picture or explain. And I'm not trying to minimize what air traffic controllers do. Um, I guess, and it's I guess more centered the, around airports, you know. Right, exactly. The density would be there. Yeah. So if you're flying around in the airport for a long time, or if you're actually going into flight patterns and you're waiting for your turn to land and things like that, like sure, mm-hmm. it can get cluttered, but if you're just flying between cities, like generally you're not going to see a ton of airplanes. You'll see some centered around the cities, maybe, uh, maybe exploring those a little bit. So yeah, that's another thing that I am playing that I've been having a lot of fun with. And the last one, I think 
I, I left this one for last because I feel like all of us are kind of excited for this to, to release relatively soon. And that's Halo Infinite. Yes. yes. There it is. <laughs> Halo Infinite, yes. man. And I'm not a Halo gamer like like AJ or Eli to the extent that you guys love and have played all of them and love the lore of those games and the storylines. I love you me still some have to finish Halo 2. No, I don't. I can easily we'll just do PVP. They're not going to have Ragnarok or anything like that. So you won't know the maps anymore. You, you do have to at least finish the first three Halo games. Yeah. Halo. No, I, I finished the first one, I believe. Yeah, the I just and only the first one. No, the second one I'm like almost done with. I'm just I'm yeah. just waiting for yeah. Halo no, Infinite so I can no. play as Craig. I mean, Craig. Craig. Yo. We, we, yeah, well, we finished all three, right? We finished the first three Halos, I think. Definitely yes. the first two. Yeah. So, so yes. Eli, you got to catch up because even okay. even the old boys of the group that aren't the big Halo fans have finished the first three Halo games and ODST. In my case, that one I haven't. I haven't. I, I played it. I haven't finished it. Yeah, I finished and I ODST. Done Guardians. I haven't done Guardians. Yeah, Halo Guardians. That's five, right? That's uh, five. No, no. Four. See, he's yeah, got a he's got a permanent mental block with Halo Guardians. <laughs> Halo, so he's like Halo Guardians. Six. What? Spartan Lock. Halo Six. Yes. Guardians. Spartan Lock. <laughs> yeah. So I I haven't played those games. I played it like multiplayer. What about Reach? I played multiplayer Reach. I haven't played, played the whole game. What about Four? I haven't played. Four. What about Wars? Four. No Wars. Halo Wars. I, have, I didn't even is, care about Halo that's Wars. That's the uh, the RTS, right? Yeah. Real time strategy. The one where you're over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've I've played missions of it, but I haven't played. Not interested. Storyline. I haven't played that. Not what about Wars Two? There's Wars Two also. I again played missions of it, but I haven't played the, the entire game. only real time strategy game that will ever matter to me is Homeworld. If you don't know what that is, look it up. It is the best real time strategy game of all time. Uh, it is a old PC real time strategy game, and you fly around in space. Yep. And it's kind of like got Battlestar Galactica vibes. It's amazing. And and boys, if you haven't heard of it, check it out. It's the most incredible real time strategy game of all time by far. There was a, mm-hmm. just just out of curiosity, and maybe you remember, there was a game that we used to play on PC also, kind of similar. It started with an M. Do you remember that game? Maelstrom. Maelstrom. Yes, thank it's you. Old, it's a old. That's like a MS DOS PC game. Yeah, that's super that was super floppy old. disk. We're, we're we're dating ourselves. On I that found one. that online as, as an emulator and played it, um, but it was wow. very buggy, and it, I, That's I, I was really upset right that I couldn't finish it. But yeah, Homeworld is awesome. Halo Halo Wars haven't played. Halo, very excited about this. Very excited about this, and and I can kind of give you some further context for it because I was at a friend's house the other day, and so he's a he's a fan of call of duty Warzone and all those games and you guys know my like not disdain for call of duty but my kind of like meh attitude for call of duty i get right? it i agree mm-hmm. i get it but like it really hammered home for him recently because he saw for the first time he saw footage of call of duty one on pc and realized he used the he used the term bamboozled he realized that he yes. had been playing the same game that came out on PC like more than 20 years ago or about 20 years ago. It's because the mechanics have not changed. The gameplay has not changed. Nothing about Call of Duty has really changed other than the cosmetics of it. And like a yeah, few Call, gameplay Call of Duty gets a, gets a, a nice 
shiny coat of paint, then away we go. And he was well, the zombie. He one. was laughing at well, zombie. Uh, some game modes, I'll give it to you. Like well, zombie is cool. Zombie, zombie mode is awesome. Is cool. Call of Duty, but I I was talking about it, and he was talking about how like some of the animations, even like two decades later, are the same. You know, like for hitting okay. people with the butt of your gun or like reloading and certain things like that. They use mm-hmm. the same animations as used in the engine from Call of Duty One on PC, but this is you know this isn't about Call of Duty. Call of Duty Four was the pinnacle for me, and then after that, I was just like meh, and it's gotten progressively more meh for me over the years. And yeah, there's been zombies, and there's been some games that have been a little bit better and a little more fun. Whatever, Halo, because I'm super excited about it because I am very excited. I have my 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 multiplayer military shooters already lined up. I got my Hell Let Loose. I got my Battlefield 2042. It's been a while since I've had like kind of, for lack of a better term, a balls to the wall, crazy ass, like sci-fi, fun, ridiculous shooter experience. I haven't played Gears of War in years. That was my that was my fix for that. And so I'm super excited to see Halo and the multiplayer looks fantastic. Have you guys seen some of the multiplayer videos on YouTube at all yet? E- kind of. There is one gripe in the community, though, that I noticed the other day. What's that? Um, apparently, Halo Infinite will not be featuring Halo's penchant for... I think it's explosive explosion mechanics. Really? So basically there's a thing where if you rocket launch yourself, if you jump and rocket launch, yeah. you know, you kind of fly a, a rocket jump. Yeah. That's a very, That's very old PC technique. They took it out. Yeah. It looks like they took it out. Wow. Interesting. That's kind of funny because I had heard that this halo was going back to some of the old school mechanics and that's a very old school halo mechanic. Interesting. I mean, you know I'm what? to be sure that eventually with with um, once players start playing it and realize that, hey, I can't rocket jump anymore. I'm pretty sure there's going to be an outcry, as there always is. And, you know, Microsoft and Bungie Studios. Oh, no, it's not, uh, not three, four, three industries, right? Yeah, Bungie's no longer um, involved. They're all on Destiny. The, <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll find a way to put it back. In. I was gonna. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's gonna. I was happen. gonna say something similar because apparently the thing that's op also is that grappling hook. That grappling hook <laughs> looks ridiculously yeah, op. It really, really does. It it it's gonna open up to new mechanics and gameplay. Um, but yeah, it it looks like you know that could be that's something that could be abused very easy they're gonna balance it they're gonna balance it absolutely they're gonna they're gonna end up slowing that down and maybe you're right Walt. what they're gonna do is they're gonna have the grappling hook for like high altitude situations and they'll bring the rocket jump bank the rocket jump back for there's low altitude jumps that you have to make to like get over somebody's like base wall or something like that or like to fly over a freaking warthog can you use the grappling hook uh, similar to the way Scorpion uses his uh his thing where it's like a, oh, a, a get over here type of Yo, thing because it's more uh, so that'll be that'll be insane I think if you, they open that up. I think up. you pull yourself towards them. I think yeah, yeah. that's okay. how that works. You can do that, which is sort of like I'll come over there rather than get yeah, over exactly. here. Yeah, exactly. 
We're like it's a re- it's a reverse scorpion, or move. it's more like it's more like wait over there, like rather than get over <laughs> here. Um, but that that that's like that a- changes things because <laughs> now you can overcome distances very very quickly. Yeah, and, yeah, you can. And for some people, jump in with the energy sword. Oh my god! Yeah. Imagine you're wielding the energy yeah. sword with that. That's what I'm saying. That that's one that's hit. gonna be that's gonna be very very because it listen, there are some players that that enjoy playing long distance you've just effectively uh, disenfranchised all of those players right french fry the the snipers <laughs> like making it a lot harder long for them. distance nah, exactly i could still get a sniper kill either way because that doesn't go that far, it's gonna though. be hard though there's gonna be people who are gonna like the, the issue will be oh they're gonna they're gonna sneak oh, up behind you fast you know what I mean? No, if, you've they're just gonna, played, if you've ever played uh, Just Cause, you know how quickly you can traverse yeah. distances. They're just gonna jump you know? across the entire map. Yeah, that, you're you're gonna oh, see no. you're gonna see an entire. There, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> just realizing there's the gonna be a, there's gonna be a game where you're gonna see an entire group of people just you know. Um, it's gonna be Attack on Titan, the grappling hook, just so frogging, across, frogging the across the it's map. Gonna a, That's it's gonna all be you're gonna see. Attack on Titan. You're just gonna see. Like Spider Man, bro. They need to fix that. ASAP yeah, they're gonna balance it, they, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah because bro, they have to. you do that with. I, I mean, give it like a freaking cooldown or something. You have that on online. There's gonna be nothing. You're not gonna want to come back. A good to idea that. to do cooldown. Cool yeah, down, yeah. Cool give down it a cooldown. You don't need to you use know? that. All they'll figure because, like out. I said, or they'll lower the I, range. I, can, I could just see it now. We're we're in a game and you're looking across the battlefield and all you're seeing is just people ziplining across. You and know, going I know back they're and forth. like and John like, Cena, like exactly <laughs> like John Cena and, and F9. You know, it's oh, gonna God. be one of the most ridiculous things you're gonna see. Yeah, they're gonna have to probably game, so. slow it down, give it a cool down, and maybe like decrease the range depending on how how it works in the beta. We'll see soon. Because if yeah, if you we're, do that, we're, we're not we're not going to judge now because we don't know what it, it looks, looks like. It looks fun already. Lord, but if you do that, please don't do that. It's going to be another Fortnite. Yeah, which I don't want. Which nobody wants. I don't want. Yeah. Nobody well, there's wants. there's people that want that. There's a lot of people that want that. I don't want that. Children, children want no, that. But no Halo fans want to turn this game no, into no, Fortnite. I've moved on. No Halo enthusiasts would, from, would, would go for that. But so. yeah. We shall see. I mean, I'm very excited. The graphics look better than than the than the Craig days. Um, the Craig. I still want yes. Craig though. They better find a way to I'm put sure him in in yeah. his in original in his himself. original glory. I don't want an upscaled 4K version of Craig. I want the Craig that showed up at that gamer showcase or whatever. Yeah. I want him himself. exactly the way it'll he be is. like Spider Man Miles Morales. Apparently, I don't know if you've heard this, but um there's if you go into the boats on the water in the original Spider Man game, the the character models are just like cardboard cutouts, basically. They're terrible. That's what I want Craig. That's I want Craig like that. <laughs> so what they did yes. in, in Spider Man Miles Morales, they left the cardboard cutouts in there. They like upgraded the whole game, but like and they left like a message or something like that. Like did Good. you miss us? And like it's just the Good. cardboard cutouts on the boat, so you're gonna get Craig that Again, way. <laughs> listen, three four three. I don't want plastic surgery, Craig. I want original yes. OG Craig. Don't ma- don't make the mistake. Reaper of <laughs> Leave souls. Him the way he is. In the end of the game, thank you very much. You're yes. gonna beat the game, and you're gonna be inside a snow globe that Craig is holding in his hands, and it's actually gonna oh, all be oh, that would be that would be that would be awesome. That would be terrifying. That would be amazing. That would be that would be a Dallas moment. Yeah. You underestimate you know, how much power. Saint Elmo's Saint Saint Elmo's fire, I think. 
yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna so toss on. over to Eli after this <laughs> mind blowing thing that you guys may have never heard before. But there's a multiversal theory that involves Saint Elmo's fire. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Uh, I don't even know what that. So there's is. a TV gonna, show. I'll, I'll give you the very, thing. very, very quick and dirty. There's a TV show that was on that was very, very popular in the '80s, I believe, called Saint Elmo's Fire, and it was a hospital. Yep. It's a show about it was like ER before ER, basically. And okay. it turns out in the finale that that the entire show was most likely a dream in the head of uh, an autistic man, uh, an autistic boy, because they they insinuate that he's holding the snow globe and like the entire universe took place in the snow globe. But the thing is that the <clears throat> multiversal theory around this or the, the, the theory of revolves around the fact that characters that were on St. Elmo's fire who were were played by the same actor and have appeared on other shows on television, lots of other shows on television. So the theory is basically tying about 400 shows together on TV as all being in this dream reality that was invented what in this the- kid's head. Wow. That sounds okay. that sounds like a what? perfect episode for the conspiracy corner oh, on our other gosh. podcast the cross look it up guys yeah. it's a real thing it is definitely that, a real thing that, that definitely like er like, conspiracy like so many shows apparently are a part of this fictional dream universe inside this kid's oh, head from gosh. saint elmo's fire oh, damn what the hell okay. 400 shows and counting because those ties still exist so if new shows come out that are tied to those old shows those shows still exist in this dream universe Oh God! Yeah, oh, it's on YouTube. It's a theory. Look it up. But anyways, I'm gonna close out my geek out with that kind of like mind blowing little moment there. Essentially, Halo Infinite seems awesome. I'm very excited, and I'm very excited about a bunch of video games. Essentially, uh, Eli, Damn. you want to close it out and give us uh, your geek out, please? Yeah, I have. Okay, originally when I came into this, I didn't have anything to put in, but now I have much. Okay, some. Three things Much. and one super huge thing that I need to talk about because I completely forgot about it. Okay, okay. first and one uh, other main thing. Okay, first I'm gonna start off with the with the quick thing. Uh, Marvel Future Revolution came out. It's an it's a mobile mm-hmm. game. It's if you've ever played Future Fight. It, oh no no no! Better yet, if you've ever played Ultimate Alliances, which I know a lot of people have played, and that was such an awesome game. This is that remastered. With better fighting mechanics, and yeah, that's basically that. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's actually a really really good uh, mobile mobile game. It's fun, and you can actually play the storyline three different with three or four different characters. Right? Wasn't Ultimate three, Alliance a PlayStation Two game? Yep. Right? Yeah. So it's a, just yep. an updated version of that. That's pretty cool. In, in a sense, and it's it still has a lot of mobile. Uh, leanings if if you get my kind of shortcomings i guess as a result yeah yeah you know but but it it still is a a super interesting game it's it's much better than some of the other marvel games that are out there although there Mm -hmm. are there are some pretty decent ones i think champions champions Champions. is a fighting game that's pretty cool future fight is okay future fight is okay but the the one thing that seems to be going on with a lot of these marvel games is they get a little bit repetitive which you can Mm. Uh, here's some criticism on Future Fight. I mean, Future Revolution and all of them. There's a lot of repetitive things, such as, especially in Future Revolution, yeah. missions that you have to do, side missions, 
something uh mainly I've been doing side missions and I'm not exactly the best person to be criticizing so <laughs> cuz I haven't actually um invested time in uh watching the cutscenes for the story. Okay. The story is criminal. Eh. No, no, no. Usually criminal. I do that, but Marvel's stories seem to be repetitive and yeah. that's sort of the reason why I didn't actually do it. But for the most part for the game I'd say that it's a great start. It only came out maybe like two, three weeks ago. Um, okay. And mm-hmm. one of the one of the cool things is the level of inter in the level of um, the the thing the customization. Yes, customization. Right? Customization of the characters is really cool because you do have the ability to change the character that you're using. Yeah, it's their costumes and things of that nature, and give them different powers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you can create a pseudo Hulkbuster, yeah. you know, extremist type Iron Man by utilizing the different parts, you know, helmets, arms, yeah. blasters, legs, armor. The so. story, the story is very um, into the multiverse, multiversal sort of thing. So mm-hmm. you have different multiversal costumes, but on top of that. They have different versions of these multiversal costumes. So you have like a black and red Scarlet Spider, which is really awesome because I love the Scarlet Spider mm-hmm. uh, outfit. But that's Future Revolution. Okay. Now I'm going to get into my second thing because I need to speed through this. Godzilla. Speak on it. Yes, Godzilla. Okay. Yes. So I believe I'm up to the Millennium series. Yes, you not too long ago finished up the Heisei series. Finally finished Heisei, which, sad to say, was not exactly my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm going to run through this. I watched the Heisei series. Um, for the most part, I liked it, right? There was, what did they have? You had versus Mothra, which Mecha featured Godzilla. Batra, Mecha yes. Godzilla versus King Ghidorah versus Space Godzilla versus Biollante, and of course versus Destroyer. Okay. Never mind. I take that back. I actually <laughs> liked Heisei. Okay. Heisei was good, except I just really didn't like its ending. Some of the. <laughs> oh, well. It's your opinion. It's I'm the, gonna try to hold myself. You, you guys know. You guys know the ending of the Heisei series. You had Godzilla versus Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I didn't. I absolutely hated that. That's ending. the one where he blew himself up, right? Yeah. No. 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 no, no that was okay. Stories. That it's was the one where Godzilla's. Uh, he he's gotten so powerful he can't control himself anymore, and he's that, basically no. gonna go nuclear. No, that was freaking that was freaking amazing. That is like, bro, the way they did the explosions and everything, you had like the freaking it looked like something straight out of Dragon Ball, bro. But it, I just it does show its its age. I just hated some of these movies. Yeah. I just hated every other character in that movie. <laughs> you have come on, you cannot say that you love Godzilla Jr. Nobody freaking needed him. Literally the entire movie, I was cheering. De- I was freaking cheering Destroya on to kill freaking G- Godzilla Junior. There was a point where he like ripped, like he was like 
killing him. He was like but scratching I think, him. And I think Godzilla Junior serves a purpose. No, he doesn't. Serves. No, he doesn't. He, he, he is really can't should have died at the end no, of that no, movie. No, 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 no. He should have died the moment he he is a, he's a failure to freaking existence. Really? There is no because... need for the universe to have him here. They picked, you know what? He's a mistake. The universe accidentally picked his cells to bring into the universe. And then he was just, it's, he's just, he's not supposed to be there. He's God, a glitch in the matrix. He's a glitch he in the matrix. He serves a purpose. He becomes the new Godzilla. Yes. No, he does. He's still garbage. I don't care. You needed him there if Godzilla, if. No. Fire Godzilla, right? Burning. Burning Godzilla. I don't care. Once he, I hate him. Once he Burning Godzilla blew up. Nothing you can do will ever change the, my mind on Godzilla that. Jr. Actually, I he remember that garbage. movie. garbage. No, but I remember that movie. And, and I actually liked the reveal of Godzilla Jr. becoming the new Godzilla. Oh because God. remember, no. you had the ashes and, and the smoke. And then all of a sudden, the shadow of Godzilla Jr. rising up. I no. thought that was a really cool way no. of, of introducing him going and forward. And then you had, what's her name? The, the freaking psychic girl. Little Godzilla. No. Little Godzilla. No. It was no. That was horrible. Now, Destroyer was also horrible because he was <laughs> so oh freaking dull. I swear to God. So dull. I have to contain he served, myself. He served really no badly. purpose in the storyline. Yes, he did. You, you know just in can't fact, see it and appreciate it. He's just as much as a failure as Godzilla Jr. and Manila. Hey, Jose. Uh, All we, of them. We we did hear Eli say that he enjoyed the Heisei series of, of movies, right? Yes. Like, originally he said no. Then he said it was good. No, but I like... I like you know, surprisingly enough, Biollante was one of my favorite movies. Uh, that one had the wackier story, and that one was better. No, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't have a wacky story. You, you know how you have Godzilla's ghost and everything like that. I like that it pl- that it didn't Godzilla's focus on this. <laughs> Well, that's in the mille- that, that's in the Millennium series, on. but that's 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 a that's a sidebar. That's a sidebar. Yeah, but- my point is, it was like the ghost of somebody in the rose, and you know, it's it sounds wacky, but like honestly, I don't like the fact that they're always playing on space and science. You had like freaking Mecha Godzilla back in like the um, what was it? But basically, he was controlled by aliens, and that was so era, yeah. stupid. It's not even fun. Not to mention, they were freaking cockroaches. Well, were, no, like, that's that's a different movie. That's and, that's guy oh, again. Oh, that was disgusting. Um. Yeah. All right. Okay. And then I watched Godzilla. I watched Godzilla 2000. That is where we're really geeking out on. Okay. I honestly liked that movie for the even even if half the movie was dull too, because you had the hacking and it was just so boring up until the fight with Orga or Orga, right? Yes. And that was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool fight. And Godzilla absolutely destroyed his, his face. But <laughs> I know I'm going a little bit out of time and stuff, whatever. But here is the big news. GTA trilogy. I know you guys don't know probably what I'm talking about. But the GTA trilogy is yep. being remastered, bro. Actually remastered. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a long time coming. That was freaking insane. Look, um, I pulled up like a thousand freaking things just so that I could talk about this, right? So, 
Um, originally, it's it's actually uh coming to there's okay. Hold on. Okay, hold on, <laughs> hold on. This is huge news. That's it's why coming to, to it's coming to all the consoles, right? Yeah. So basically, um, Kotaku, the the uh, a game source blog, they they revealed that they saw the graphics, everything. They they have a lot of information about it. The, uh, according to Kotaku, they stated like things about you know it's being uh it's running on Unreal game engine, mm-hmm. which oh, is wow. freaking insane because what they're doing is they're trying to keep the old graphics, but sort of re. That's what remastering is. I'm sorry. No, it's no, no, no. They're trying to they're they're remastering it, but they're trying to keep it original. If probably, you know what I mean, it's probably how they did with um, Mass Effect. The recent Mass Effect remaster did not use the most recent Unreal Engine. It used Unreal Engine three, I think, so that yeah, they could keep they it wanna... similar to the old games, but also make it look a little bit more polished. Yeah, similar. but they they want to they want to keep it classic, which yeah. I absolutely love. Um. Yeah, it is coming to all consoles. Thank God. Apparently, it, uh, according to IGN, apparently it might be delayed, uh, for next year, uh, since uh for mobile uh devices, but for the most part, it's coming out. Guess what? Can you guess? Next week. Okay. No. This late October, okay, early November. So for the holiday season, that right? is of course, kind of two months away. That is freaking insane! What? So they've been doing and that instead of working on on Grand Theft Auto Six. Thanks. Yes, Good. exactly. Good. Have, you, yes. have you seen? No. Did you see that clip? Good. No. Why would you want to want like play the oh old ones God. instead of getting a you new one? You don't even. No, 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 no. You don't even know how, bro. The Rockstar community, I mean the GTA community, has been wanting this for like freaking forever. I want yeah, Grand Theft Auto did you Six see that? and Vice City. Huh? I don't care about this. Did you see that? That's not true. Did you see that what? clip that went viral? I think on TikTok and on on YouTube and stuff. What? Jose, you know what I'm talking about, right? No, I don't. What clip? Oh, okay. So uh one of the guys from Rockstars, one of the one of the big VPs, was on a, a German talk show, and um somebody from the audience actually was able to get on stage and a and accost him. Not not physically, but he he was yelling at him, basically saying, When are we gonna get GTA six? Yeah, I agree. No, but you don't understand. GTA 6, the rumor that's out there is that it's going to, it's not going to come out until 2025. That's the new rumor that's out there for GTA 6. It probably would have come on, out in 2024 more for this. You don't <laughs> no. understand. Go ahead. As much as, as much as GTA 6 is wanted in the GTA community, GTA SA specifically has you know you know because I've he harassed it on a very high pedestal and he I've harasses harassed me continually about GTA SA for a while because GTA SA is considered according to the community one of the best GTA games out there as of right now and okay. GTA SA and I, I have to Vice say City. no well Vice City is running close I you know I don't know exactly if it's on the same level but personally, GTA SA has some of the best stories in the game. I fin I finished the entire mm-hmm. game. I don't exactly remember it, but I remember the ending very clearly with Big Smoke and freaking killing him, which was such an insane ending. But GTA uh, SA has been wanted for a while now. People have been calling, calling out. 
for a remastering of not just GTA SA, obviously Vice City. Um, I want to do Vice City. Vice City, you played that? No, I, yeah, Vice of course. I have, good. I haven't played. But he Vice wants City. a new one. I played all the. I played GTA when it was a top-down driving game. Yeah. before it was. I 3. remember that, right? That was GTA One but, and GTA Two. Mm-hmm. But bro, GTA SA is coming, and it's gonna be remastered. The UI apparently is also gonna be re- remastered. Thank God for that. And it's just huge news for the Rockstar community. Uh. Yeah, that is freaking awesome. The remaster. SA is coming back. All right. CJ. All right. All right. Cool. All right. So, yes. That yes. is that. Grand Theft Auto, the remastered trilogy is coming. It's coming to all consoles? All consoles. Yeah, all consoles. Class or um, next gen or current yeah. gen and last gen, I guess, right? Because current gen yeah, is, current is gen. Series X now and, and PlayStation yeah, 5. Gen. All right. Yeah. Well, I will see what that looks like. I'm curious to see what it looks like, but we'll see if it's worth if it's worth picking up or if I'm just gonna oh, wait and get my so Grand Theft Auto worth. six on. Let me just let me just give an update to that. Um, there's a leak that was published about two days ago. Wait, for real? It may not be coming in 2021. What? No. Just, just so you know. No, come on. Wait, wait, for real? No, no, no. Show me, show me. Show me right now. Right so. Sorry to end this, this uh, well episode on a downer. Well, then. Oof. But we want to we wanna try and give you the most up-to-date information. So. GTA Vice City um, and San Andreas, GTA 3. We'll, we'll be returning, but perhaps not in our, in our regularly scheduled time. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Stop working on GTA 6. These, these Keep working on GTA 6. Work on the trilogy. We have been asking for this for like millions of years. Who's we? All right. All right. All right. All right. The Rockstar community, all right. bro. <laughs> I don't know. There's two members of the Rockstar community here that disagree with you, but we'll, we'll, we'll just swoop that aside right. and end the episode here on that note. And yes, we want to thank y'all for joining us for this wonderful geeky geek out episode of Geekersons on the Get Geek episode. As usual, y'all know the spiel. If you had any sound issues or artifacts that you heard, you heard some barking dogs. Well, don't complain about that. Dogs are adorable. Stop complaining about it. Go get yourself a dog and enjoy your life. Uh, If you have any sound issues or artifacts, slide up into our DMs and let us know. You can find us on all your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Get Geek Podcast. You can give us some feedback there. Like, rate, share, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Like, comment, and share on our social media platforms. That is the best way to engage with your favorite podcast crew. And other than that, after this lovely Geek Out episode, we're looking forward to a lot of things. And I will just say, until those things come to fruition, y'all out there, please stay geeky, my friends. And peace. GTA SA. GTA SA. Six. GTA SA. Eight, six. Yes. Six ended. SA. Do it. SA. Six. 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 S-